Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Calvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now age of radio What's going on, everybody? What's up, folks? We are back. Episode 138 of the Dark Windows Podcast. My name is Kevin. I'm Kevin, and this is episode number <sighs> two for the week. Yeah. Woo! <sighs> Actually, it's supposed to be episode number one for the week, but, well... Yeah. As you had heard already, we had issues. Yeah. We had some, we had well, some problems. Well, we didn't have the issues. Our equipment had issues. Our equipment. Which means we had issues. Yes. Goddamn equipment. And uh, so today is St. Paddy's Day. It is. Happy Irish Day. Happy birthday, all you Irish fucks. I appreciate it. No. Um, well, I well mean, whatever. I mean. We celebrate a day because a Catholic saint went in and kicked all the. Actually. Kicked all the. Uh, it's more. It's the more, fucking. It's American holiday. It's really not, though, because they celebrate it over there, too. Uh, but they celebrate it for the actual reason. They don't just celebrate it to get fucking hammered. I know. I had heard. Somebody probably can you know dispute me on this. I'm not gonna look it up, but I had I had looked it up at one time. I I thought I could be wrong, like I said, that they actually don't celebrate it over there in Ireland. They do. We just bastardized it by being like, "Hey, everybody's Irish today. Let's get drunk." And well, there, a lot of them actually celebrated as like an actual holiday, where it's like, "Yeah, no, this is what happened, and that's why we celebrate it." But it had nothing to do with snakes. It was fucking druids so. no i i just uh, i just thought it was because uh um because of the irish here wanted to have a day to celebrate they, they, they start celebrating you know saint patrick's day because that was their patron saint so the irish here to feel more at home started celebrating saint pat you know yes but they also day. celebrated there which has got to be rough because they are still in lockdown and they can't go out to pubs today. So I'm sorry if anybody over there is listening and you can't go celebrate properly. I apologize. But yeah. I got a bottle of whiskey here that we're going to keep passing back and forth most likely. So we are going to start off this week talking about a, another CIA project that failed not quite as miserably because... All right, so I, I stand corrected. I had to look it up. Sorry oh. to cut you in. Oh, whatever. It is a national holiday, and everybody gets it off. Yeah. Those fuckers. This week, are we talking about? So this week, we are actually talking about a couple uh, – um, I'm not going to say a couple, but a, a series uh-huh. of uh, failed CIA operations that are directly related to our last episode. Um, 
but we're gonna we're gonna start off in 1962. So Where are we? Pretty much it ended. Essentially, yes. Yeah. So 1962 is a strange year for the world. The Beatles haven't hit it big yet. The Rolling Stones are just starting out. Chubby Checker, Ray Charles, and Elvis Presley all have songs in the top five on the Billboard Top 20. Come on, baby. That's also you're still allowed to smoke in offices. So. Well, I've seen footage of, of like, you're like just fucking dudes on the phone smoking cigarettes. And it's like, wow. Well, they were, I mean, you were allowed to smoke on planes, planes, trains, automobiles. You can still smoke in automobiles. (laughs) Okay. So anyway, Chubby Checker. Okay. Uh, Chubby Checker. Yeah. Elvis Presley. Who else? Uh, Ray Charles. Ray Charles. Yep. Anybody else did you say? Uh, Those those are the three that really jumped out at me where I was like, son of a bitch. They were all in like the top five. And the Beatles hadn't... They're, they hadn't quite hit it big yet. They hit it big in, like, 1974. They hadn't hit it big here. Even over in England. They didn't hit it oh. big over there until, like, 63, and then I when they got they were, here, shit got, it, they went fucking wild. I thought the Beatles were here in 60-something. They were on uh, Ed Sullivan, but that wasn't hitting it big. That is hitting it big. Because that, they actually... That's called the British Invasion. Right, but it didn't really take off until later on in the 60s. Okay. But... All right. And also, the U.S. and Russia were in an increasingly warm war that would involve some missiles in Cuba that we spoke about last week. Yes, but then Not they last call- week, last episode. That was the beginning of what they called the Cold War. <laughs> well, the Cold War had been going on for quite a while at this point. Yeah. And that started back in, like, the early 50s once they were, like... Uh... Yeah, but it was really, like... I think it, I th- I, I think it was more about this time, anyway. Because... Because they became more involved with Cuba, you know. Then they Cuba part- and South America. They had a lot of influence down there as well. Yeah. For and they were also starting to encroach on stuff in uh, Southwest Southeast Asia. For what? Che Guevara, right? Che Guevara was in Cuba. Yeah. But he also fought in other places in South America. And he was eventually killed, which that makes me happy. Uh-huh. To know that he didn't get to die a happy old man. He fucking got shot and died. Good. Oh, poor him. Fuck that guy. He's an asshole. I hope it hurt. I hope he got shot in the stomach and bled oh, out. That's That would suck. Yeah, because you want to know why? Oh. It takes a long time to die from a gut wound. Yeah. I hope it was a single shot and he laid there in his own shit and blood and suffered. Mm. Fuck him. Fuck mm. him and his stupid beret and his dumb little mustache. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <sighs> no, yummy. Anyway. So before we really get into the meat of what is going to be overall known as Operation Northwoods. There was another little piece of nastiness that took place in 1961. 1961 up into around the late tail end of 1962 called Operation Mongoose. So the CIA kind of starts to turn up on the heat with the whole let's get you know let's get rid of Castro thing mm-hmm. after they completely botched the Bay of Pigs invasion mm-hmm. like we talked about last time. That yeah. was a complete mess. Like that nobody came out of that looking good. Other than Fidel Castro. So if that's what they were looking to do, they did a great job. If they were looking to go in there and take him out or get rid of him in some way, they sucked at it. So a lot of speculation goes into the amount of times that there was attempts made on Castro's life. Um, It's thought, you know, kind of fairly, that the first attempt to assassinate him would have been the Bay of Pigs. Um but there was a lot of attempted doc- like documented attempts after that and a lot of them got really weird including one where someone was going to try to sneak in a uh, roughly pea-sized piece of plastic explosive with an internal detonator uh. that was heat activated 
about halfway into a cigar for him because Fidel Castro, up until around 1985, when he like quit smoking cigars, was smoking 10 to 12 cigars a day. Shoot. He was just fucking ripping stogies. Wow. So we're thinking, if we can sneak a itty-bitty piece of compound B into it with a detonator that's heat-activated, and once he gets down there, once the once the, the cherry hits it, it blows up and fucking blows his teeth out like some Looney Tunes bullshit. That one never worked, obviously, because, you know, the uh, the heat-activated detonators didn't work. Uh, that would have been interesting if, it, if they did. Right. You know, because that would have been kind of cool. I mean, they probably did on a regular basis, but the uh-huh. one that they had there for whatever reason, divine intervention, whatever you want to call it, didn't work. Precipitation, maybe, because kind of a jungle-ish environment. I don't think it was that. I think Fidel Castro had a surgically implanted horseshoe. <laughs> <laughs> like, the dude, he was gotcha. the luckiest guy of all time. Yep. One of my favorites that I kind of went into depth a little bit with was... Um, like a, a little bit of a collaboration between the CIA and the Italian mafia. Okay. Because up until about 1959, when Castro took over, the Italian mafia had a lot of business interests. Yeah. Let's call it in Cuba. They yeah. had nightclubs, they had casinos, they had resorts. They owned, like, if you were an American, you were going to Cuba on vacation, you were staying in. And gambling in a mafia-run building. It didn't matter. They owned the restaurants. They owned everything that would have been related to tourism. The mafia owned it. Yeah. So these guys had been making piles of money in Cuba. And then when Castro comes in and kicks them out, they go, well, this this isn't going to work for us, sir. We, uh, we're going to need this stuff back. And the, <laughs> the CIA... Um, kind of employing a uh, enemy of my enemy kind of thing. Yeah. They get a hold of a former FBI agent by the name of Bob Mayhew. Um, Not that the CIA really cares because they don't operate within the U.S. borders. Right. But still, you're not supposed to be working with uh, known organized crime. <laughs> true, true. Um, but they get a, get a hold of this former FBI agent by the name of Bob Mayhew who had um, – he had retired for – Basically, he retired to take another job yep. doing some kind of like under the table cloak and dagger kind of stuff for a billionaire by the name of Howard Hughes. I'm not sure if you've ever heard of him before. No, no, nope, okay. never. OK, well, he uh, so Mayhew starts setting up some meetings um, with some mafia guys. But before we get into that, I kind of want to talk about a, a few of the mafia guys that lost interests in Cuba when Castro took over. Mm. We have a guy named Santo Traficante Jr., which is a fucking fantastic name. He sounds like he should be a shortstop for the Marlins. It's a great name. But he was the the boss of the Tampa Syndicate. So any any mafia organization in Tampa Bay, uh-huh. that was him. He yep. ran the entire surrounding area. Uh, Sa- uh, Sam Giancana, who that name will ring a bell for some people. Cough, cough, Justin Rimmel. Um who actually took over the Chicago crew after Al Capone was nabbed for tax evasion. Only way they could get him. Right. We can't get him for the fucking 
thousands of people he's had murdered and all the Listen, the bootlegged off, liquor and stuff. A, we'll get so, him for not filing paperwork. First off, a supposed bullshit. People. Supposed. Fuck you. <laughs> you can't. You can't put a. You can't, you can't put a finger on it. You don't know if he did it. Yeah. So he actually had kind of a who's who's list of associates, which included uh, Santo Traficante Jr., uh, Johnny Roselli, who we're going to talk about here in a minute, um, and a couple of guys that this this is where it gets very interesting. And you go, wait a minute, they were tied to the mafia. Uh, Frank Sinatra. Yep. You know, most all the Rat Pack. Yeah, mostly just Frank Sinatra in this case, though. H- him and Frankie Blue Eyes were pretty tight. Like they were buddies. Um, he also was associates with, uh, Jack Ruby. Yeah. That's a good face to make for that one, actually. Really? Uh, and allegedly had some ties to Joe Kennedy, who spoiler alert is the father of the current president in 1962, John Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Joe Kennedy was also a well-known bootlegger back in the day. That's how the Kennedy family made their money. Well, was it, running illegal booze. Well, Joe Kennedy actually was uh, he was a ambassador to. God, I'm going to get this wrong. I think it's. England or France. So you're trying to tell me he can't be a political figure and a criminal at the same time? Because, I mean, look at Washington now. They all I'm are. Not, no, 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 no. I'm not saying that. <laughs> yeah. But uh, that's where he got a lot, he got uh, a lot he, of money. They, they made a lot of money illegally, too. And another guy that lost a sizable amount of money in Cuba is one of the best-known New York gangsters of all time, Meyer Lansky. Um, if you don't know who Meyer Lansky was, he started off basically as a uh, kind of like a bookie and an accountant for the mafia. And then uh, this little thing called Murder, Inc. started up, and they're like, hey, you want to join? And he's like, sure, I'll go kill a bunch of people with you. Fine. And uh, he, Meyer Lansky was a badass. Like, that's... Well, uh, Murder, Inc. You know what that was. Yeah. That's that's definitely a, a future episode. Yeah, it's a bunch of... Uh, Again, hint, hint, wink, wink, Justin Rimmel, bunch if of you're an- listening. A bunch, <laughs> uh, bunch of angry um, Jews? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of them were Jews, yeah. Yeah, they were going after everybody. Oh. Because fuck everybody. Yeah. Other than the people that are paying us. Um, yeah. So let's get back to uh, to Mayhew. So the meeting that he sets up, he sits down with Johnny Roselli. And, you know, things kind of go well there. And Johnny's like, hey, I got a guy I want to bring in on this. I got another guy that's lost a bunch of money. He's a friend of mine. He, uh, he may be able to help us out. And he ends up bringing in Sam Giancana. Uh-huh. The three would eventually meet up a couple, three, four times in, in Miami uh, over the years and months, just kind of spitball and brainstorm and trying to come up with a plan. Uh, and the best conclusion that they came to would be, why not just poison him? It's going to be easier that way. So they after they've decided on poisoning, an unknown CIA operative would set them up with a half a dozen specially made poison capsules to slip into Castro's food or drink. Uh, they were supposedly some kind of water soluble thing where there was no taste to it. So you could you could crack one of these things open in a glass of water and he wouldn't even know it was there and it would kill him dead. Cyanide? No, because cyanide you get a... Um, oh, wait, there's a, there's a... Yeah. 
cyan- uh, I want to say it's like an almondy smell yeah. with cyanide. Yeah. This was supposedly water soluble, had no flavor or smell. Yeah. So it's super poison, essentially. Um, but it never, it never came to fruition. Uh, and after the meetings and waiting and waiting for the go order from Washington, Mayhew and Giacana kind of drop out of the whole plan. And Roselli just kind of says, fuck it. And he sets up a series of commando style missions into Cuba to try to kill Castro himself. So he's bringing in his boys off the street. He's trying to pay Cuban soldiers and special forces guys. Uh-huh. He's trying to pay uh, Guatemalan soldiers and special forces guys. He's, he's trying to bring in like a whole crew of guys to come in and do this. And he actually gets fairly close. Like there's a, a couple of times where as they're coming in, beach forces realize what's going on and they start shooting at him. And he actually was on two separate boats that were shot and sunk <laughs> like, like small, like landing craft. He was, he was fucking like Italian George Washington. Just like, <laughs> I will not fuck. I'm going down. <laughs> I'm going to lead use his boys across the Delaware. This is a fucking Atlantic. Oh, we're on the ocean. Yeah, we're going to cross here. We're going to kill this fucking guy. Um, but, uh, in the, pre- <laughs> So the, the partnership thereafter, after the, the failed attempts by everybody, between the partnership between the mob and the CIA would officially end in 1963. Allegedly. Just saying. So now let's get into the big one. Let's get into Operation Northwoods. Uh-huh. A series of meetings takes place between the Joint Chiefs of Staff, which anybody unfamiliar, that would be the head of the Army, Navy, and Air Force, you may think I forgot the Marines, but I did not because they fall under the Navy. Yeah. They do not have a joint chief of staff for the Marine Corps. It's all, no. they may have a representative there from the Marine Corps, like a commandant or something, but joint chiefs of staff wise, they fall under into the Navy. It's usually, but it's, but it can be a, it's just a higher ranking. Right. The, whoever the highest ranking is right. and, and, and whoever the president wants. So it could be an admiral, you know, or it could be, you know, wh- whatever. But re- regardless, whether it was a Marine or a Navy man, that would still fall, fall under the Navy. Yeah. A series of plans were drawn up to pull the U.S. and Cuba potentially into an actual open yep. war. The initial meetings took place in 1962 and, 19- and early 1963, and the plans were made for uh, some of the most diabolical and heartless things the U.S. government had ever come up with to that point. Uh-huh. Because since then, we've done some pretty gross shit. Not us directly, but the people we pay our taxes to have done some pretty atrocious shit over the last 50 years. Oh, yeah. So from here, I'm actually going to read from directly from a declassified uh, document. Those are always the best. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a little dry, but... Redacted. Redacted. <laughs> Nothing, buddy. Not a fucking black bar on them. Fully declassified since 1995, I believe. Wow. Yeah. No papers missing? The only papers I... Or pages, I should say? The only pages I took out were the first two, where it's basically okay. like, this meeting was approved by so-and-so. This yeah, meeting yeah, was... Yeah, all, yeah, All the fucking... Yeah. All the fluff and technical yeah. crap. I took all that crap out because I don't really care yeah. what kind of coffee you guys had on the table at the meeting. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. I don't care. I don't care how big the guy's shoes were that opened the door for you. It's a lot of fluff. Yeah. 
nobody wants to hear all that fluff. I don't care for the lore. I want the story. <laughs> exactly. Sometimes you want the lore, but in this case... When, when you're you, reading a good book or, like, getting ready to play a new game, you want the lore. This, but, you don't want the lore. You yeah. want the fucking meat and taters. Uh, unless the meat and taters, the, the lore, the backstory is relevant to get to, you know, the event. Right. And we've already covered the lore and the yes. fluff in the last... Uh, 20-ish minutes or so. Because, Elaine, what was... When did this take place? This took place in 1962, early 1963. Okay, so late. So this was... Was this uh, after October or um, before October? I don't know why. I'm just saying because it was either before or after. It was either after the the, the spy plane flew over. Oh, this, this, was, this was after the Bay of Pigs. Yeah, but the Bay of Pigs... This wasn't... That because the U two spy plane flying over was had nothing to do with the Bay of Plagues. No, 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 no. Uh, so this that was, was just us getting reconnaissance. We were going snap, 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 snap. Yeah. Oh, hey, look, there's a whole bunch of fucking missiles. Woo. Oh, th- th- this is after the Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, the U two spy plane is still fucking in use. Yeah. If that tells you how good of a piece of equipment that is, that was this was 1962 that they they used that. It's still in use. I think it's the highest flying. Well, no, they've they've got the SR seven Blackbird now, which can oh. basically go into goddamn orbit. Yeah, it it gets like right up there. Like you could open the hatch and go and touch space. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I think it's cold out. <laughs> if you were to jump out of it, you would you would fall for six years before you hit the ground. Well, once you hit terminal velocity, you pick up some speed and <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> you'd leave a crater. Uh, I don't really know. It, I think it would depend on what you hit, whether you left a crater or just splattered. I'm pretty sure you'd be a liquid. I, thi- I think there would be a crater, but I think you would actually splatter. It'd just be full of goo. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be like a fucking wily e. coyote falls off a falls off a cliff and it's like shaped like you. And then you get down to the bottom and it's just goo. So, so this is after we had to do a little calm down with, uh, you know, the Russians almost coming to blows. Yeah, there there was definitely some. Uh, uh, like hey, let's. We went back to just fucking with. Uh, we just went Cubans. back to yeah. We went back to fucking with Castro because we we're yeah. like, I don't know, man. Something about uh, Khrushchev. He's like, yeah, he's we... like an evil grandfather or something. I don't quite trust him. I think he might be scary, but I'm not there... real sure. See, we can wipe the floor with Cuba like real quick. Still, still fucking good. Yeah, uh, but the Ru- the I'm Russians. Gonna, the I'm, Russians. I'm, I'm going to throw be... in a caveat here. Oh, okay. Except during baseball. The Cubans can field a fucking hell of a team. Well, yes. Yeah, so we're going to start off here. And again, I'm going to apologize because this may be a little dry, but it's a uh, it's government paperwork. So, I mean, anybody that's ever filed taxes or bought a house understands. But there's definitely a lot of really kind of head-scratcher things in here where it's making you go, wait a minute, what? Did they actually write that down? Yeah. Yes, yes, they did. Memorandum for Chief of Operations, Cuba Project. Subject, Justification for U.S. Military Intervention in Cuba. And there's a trademark on here for some fucking reason. I haven't quite figured out yet, but <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Nobody else can invade Cuba but us, goddammit. You fucking try. That's it. We own invading Cuba. We will sue you. Lawyers! <laughs> That's an intellectual property breach, you son of a bitch. You invade Trinidad, you pussy. Anyway. We used to own part of this place. Shut up. Yeah, we did, because we got in there and we're like, it's ours. We can invade now. Okay, first off, A, we didn't own half, but we just, you know, 
a lot of our people live there. Well, we also technically own parts of it for uh, plant, uh, like plants and stuff. Okay. All right, all right. Section one. References made to memorandum from Chief of Operations Cuba Project for General Craig, subject Operation Mongoose, dated 5th March 1962, which requested brief but precise description of pretext with the Joint Chiefs of Staff considering would provide justification for U.S. military intervention in Cuba. Section 2. The project listed in the enclosed here too are forwarded as a preliminary submission suitable for planning purposes. It is assumed that there will be similar submissions from other agencies and that these inputs will be used as a basis for developing, uh, developing a time-phased plan. The individual projects can then be considered on a case-by-case basis. So the CIA is already, like, two paragraphs into this. They're already saying that there's other agencies that could potentially come forward and offer another plan, uh-huh. which we should have to consider. At this point in the 60s, I'm not real sure how many other like agencies we would have had that would have come forward with something like this. Because I don't think the FBI would have because they deal with domestic matters. I'm not 100% sure that the NSA existed in 1962. I don't really know. And if the ATF had done this, they would have just burned everything down and killed a bunch of kids. So well, the ATF wouldn't go in there though. Yeah, I know they shouldn't go anywhere. They should just fucking stop what they well, do. N- well, no, just because they can't, they 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 don't they don't have jurisdiction outside of. Neither does the CIA really. But they, I mean, no, the CIA is allowed to operate just, wherever. The yeah. FBI does not have jurisdiction to leave the country. The ATF's theme song should be that one section from Humpty Hump. <laughs> stop what you're doing because I'm about to ruin, and then just cut the rest of it out and write everything in big letters and just <laughs> yes. end it there because they fucking suck. <laughs> we'll talk about those pieces of shit in a few episodes. I'd like to do too. Well, there's Ruby all... Ridge, Waco, yeah, because yeah. yeah. like, oh yeah, oh yeah, Waco, blah blah blah. Yeah, okay, sure. Ruby Ridge, they trapped that fucking guy into doing illegal stuff. They admit to it. And then they killed his entire family except for his daughter. Yeah, that was that was a big fuck up on their part, and they 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 know it. Oh yeah, I'm glad they, they know cause, it. Because well, when it comes to Waco, they were like, "Listen, we want to make sure this is not another Ruby Ridge." Yeah, but they are also whether they want to admit it or not, directly responsible for the worst act of domestic terrorism in the United States history. Oklahoma City yeah. was done in di- as direct retaliation for Ruby Ridge and Waco. Yes, he was a racist piece of shit. Yeah. But his rationale was because they did this. Yeah. Something has to be done back. Blowing well, up a preschool, probably not the best way to fucking go about it. But what do I know? I'm a rational person. Anyway. I mean, did he actually know it was... There was a... Yes. Sorry. Did they know? Did he know that there was a preschool in there? Yes. They've released footage of him in the building. Oh. Fucking like a few weeks beforehand, scoping everything out. Like he was in there looking for an office to talk to somebody. He knew where everything in that building was, and he still parked that truck directly under the daycare center. Okay. He knew. He knew full well what he was doing. Okay. Everybody thinks he was crazy, but no, no, he was a psychotic piece of shit. But he wasn't crazy. No. Anyway, section section three, this plan incorporating projects selected from the attached suggestions or from other sources. So uh, uh, attached suggestions, that means we're going to get into more than one plan here. 
Operation Northwoods was just kind of a, more of a think tank for different ideas as to how to make the Cubans look bad enough for us to attack. So it wasn't just the one thing that I, I kept bringing up kind of vaguely last time. It was a, a series of, of other things as well. Yeah. Co- incorporating projects selected from the attached suggestions or from other sources should be developed to focus all efforts on a specific ultimate objective, which would provide adequate justification for U.S. military intervention. Such a plan would enable a logical buildup of incidents to be combined with other seemingly unrelated events to camouflage the ultimate objective and create the necessary impression of Cuban rashness and irresponsibility on a large scale directed at other countries as well as the U.S. So right there is an admission that maybe we should attack some other countries and make it look like Cuba did it too. The plan would also properly integrate and time phase the occurrences of action to be pursued. The desired uh, resultant from the execution of these plans would be to place the United States in the apparent position of suffering defensible defensible grievances from a rash and irresponsible government of Cuba and to develop an international image of a Cuban threat to peace in the Western Hemisphere. So we are going to make ourselves a victim, make Cuba the big bad bully so that we can go fucking skull fuck this country because guess what at 90 miles out i am not a hundred percent convinced that if this plan had actually worked they wouldn't have just straight up nuked cuba i really am not i'm not convinced they wouldn't have done that because at that point in time i'm pretty sure miami would be far enough out of the blast radius that you wouldn't have to worry about the initial contact of nuclear material yeah Keep in mind, at this point in time, we also had these neat little things called Davy Crockett's, which were shoulder-fired nuclear warheads. It's a real fucking thing. I only remember it because of Metal Gear Solid 3, and I thought they were fake until I looked them up. It's it's a fucking recoilless rifle that you can hold like a, uh, uh, like a surface-to-air missile launcher with a nuclear warhead on it. How, how... Imagine an RPG... With a nuke. How, how could they think that was a good idea? It's a terrible idea. But you send, it out, send somebody in there with it as a fucking, on a suicide mission, basically. And you go, hey, go for it, buddy. Hit it. Uh, yeah, no. Like, section four. Time is an important factor in resolution of the Cuban problem. Therefore, the plan should be so time-phased that projects would be operable within the next few months. To me, that seems like... We could, I mean, a few months is enough time to get an, like a good plan set up, but it's also not enough time to know if it's actually going to work or not. And you could just be throwing guys to the wood chipper at that. True. True. Section five. This is a word for you in as much all one word. As the ultimate objective is overt military intervention, it is recommended that primary responsibility for developing military and paramilitary aspects of the plan be both overt and covert military operations by uh, be assigned the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Okay. So we're going to make up the plan first, then we're going to bring it to the president. Uh-huh. And if he doesn't like it, maybe we'll pay some CIA guy to shoot him in the back of the head. Maybe. Who knows? 
Okay, so we're on to page seven. This is like a, it's like a fifteen-page document, but there's only a few pages that are pertinent to yep. what we're going to be talking about. So we've got a note at the top of the page. Note the course of action which follows. The courses of action which follow are a preliminary uh, submission suitable only for planning purposes. They are arranged neither chronologically nor in ascending order. Together with a similar with similar inputs from other agencies, they are intended to provide a point of departure for the development of a single integrated time-phased plan. Such a plan would permit the evaluation of individual projects within the context of cumulative correlated actions designed to lead inexorably to the uh, to the objective of adequate uh, justification for U.S. military intervention in Cuba. In other words, we're just throwing shit on a paper. It's not in any specific order, but it's all to get to get us to the same page. Yeah. I had to break that down for myself because I'm dumb and I've been drinking. <laughs> Section one of this part. Since it would be it would seem desirable to use legitimate provocation as the basis for U.S. military intervention in Cuba, a cover and deception plan to include requisite preliminary actions such has been developed in response to Task 33 could be executed as an initial effort to provoke Cuban reactions. Okay. Yeah. Harassment plus deceptive actions to convince the Cubans of imminent invasion would be emphasized. So we need to just kind of keep the Cubans thinking we're going to keep invading them and keep invading them until they decide, let's invade them first. Okay. So okay. At, at this point, th- this this part here, we're trying to get the Cubans to attack us by harassing the bejesus out of them first. Yeah. Cloak and dagger kind of stuff, yeah. you know, or, or well, yeah, mis- it's misdire- not even misdirection. It's not even that. It's I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Antagonization. And then, and then your mom reaches back to the flex water and starts fucking slapping both of you. Knock your shit off. Yeah. You're doing a lot of antagonizing <laughs> and, you know. Our military posture throughout execution of the plan will allow a rapid change from, uh, from exercise to intervention if Cuban response justifies. Part two. A series of well-coordinated incidents will be planned to take place in and around Guantanamo to give genuine appearance of being done by hostile Cuban forces. Subsection A. Incidents to establish a credible attack. Not in chronological order. Uh, Subsection 1. Start rumors. Many. Use clandestine radios, like we tried with the Bay of Pigs. Subsection 2. Land friendly Cubans in uniform, quote, over the fence, to stage attacks on bases. So, we're going to airdrop Cubans into the military bases, which seems like a fucking terrible idea to drop guys from a plane directly into an enemy, enemy military base. That's no. like sticking your dick in a blender. <laughs> no, uh-uh. No, I, I, I can get it in there if I go between the blades. I'm a sergeant. Yeah. Listen. Yeah, but you just fell out of the sky. No, I didn't. What are you talking no. about? No. No, not me. I was here the whole time, yeah. dude. You didn't. St- no. Are, we, are you drunk? Maybe a little bit. Listen. This is the army. I'm allowed to drink. Fuck you. Uh, subsection three. Capture Cuban, quote, friendly saboteurs inside the base. So we're going to we're gonna drop into the base and capture dudes and be like, you're one of us now. <laughs> subsection four. This one makes a lot of sense. Start riots near the base's main gate. Uh, Smart move. Contain, like, mostly made up of friendly Cubans that we've planted or th- this was basically like if we can get another 
thing kind of like Brigade 2506, like what we had for Bay of Pigs, mm-hmm. if we can get those guys again. But instead of trying a full-blown invasion, if we can just sneak them in, we can have these guys on the inside, and they will never suspect it because they also look Cuban. Ah. Uh... Yeah. We got to be sneaky. We got to make the Cubans think that these Cubans are also Cubans when they're not Cubans, but they still are. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) By me saying yes, does that you just just... agreed with my craziness? So that's okay. (laughs) Subsection five, blow up ammunition inside the base and start fires. Subsection six, Burn aircraft on air bases. If you'd hit them all when you bombed them during the Bay of Pigs, you wouldn't have to worry about that, you fucking morons. Um, and, if, and if your goddamn, if our airplanes hadn't got fucking lost, we wouldn't have lost <laughs> yeah. as many. Subsection seven: lob mortar shells from outside the base into the base. Uh, some damage to installations. So, basically, pick your targets. Whip grenades at. Uh-huh. Uh, radar and anything else you can see that looks like it would be clearly something you'd want to blow up so they can't do anything. That's how you roll. That's right. Subsection nine, capture militia groups, which storm the base. Subsection 10, sabotage ships in Harbor, uh, create large fires. Um, they were, uh, it says napthaline, which I'm pretty sure is the science word for napalm. So they wanted napalm ships from the ground. Uh-huh. Uh, so basically you would have to have a delivery system for napalm, which could very, very easily be a glass bottle with items in it and then a liquid in it. We're not going to talk about it because that's how you get put on a watch list if you tell people how to make you napalm. Mean... Subsection 11. Sink ships near harbor entrance. Conduct. Oh, fuck. Okay. I missed this part. On my initial read-through, I'm going to restart subsection 11 because this makes some sense for some other Alex Jonesy and shit that goes on today. Subsection 11, sink ships near entr- uh, near harbor entrance. Conduct funerals for mock victims. <clears throat> Crisis actors. I'm not saying a word. Crisis actors is exactly what that is. I'm keeping my mouth shut. I'm not saying that that's a real thing. But the U.S. government is just saying, let's use crisis actors. Did they not? 1960 fucking three. I'm not saying anything else. And the tinfoil gets a little bit snucker. I'm not going to say I can relate to something. Don't do it, Kevin. Do it. Do it, bitch. Do it. (laughs) Nope. Spill it. We can always edit it out if you want. No. Damn it. Okay, fine. A little school shooting. Yeah, I don't know fully about that one. Yes. There was... There, like, was, there was crisis actors there, and then there was the, 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 the same bitch showed, showed up. The, the same bitch showed up at two other school shootings. Yeah, yeah, and a movie theater shooting. Yeah, and a shooting in California in a mall. Yeah, and there was another one she showed up at. Actually, she was at like four of them. She was at the Boston bombing. Was the other one? Yeah. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> um, I'm not saying there oh, was. Oh <laughs> boy, we're gonna get in trouble for that. <sighs> oh, 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 we probably are, but oh uh, boy. Hey, if you didn't come here to listen to us fucking talk about conspiracies and leave now, because it's not going to get any better. I've still got like four more pages of this shit. Leave now and don't come. And we've never we haven't even gotten into like me screaming about 9-11 yet. Oh, boy. We're going to get there. Oh, I promise. It's a long road. There's some potholes. 
but we'll get there. Okay. <laughs> Holy shit. This is the last episode of the Dark Windows podcast. <laughs> <sighs> For this week. Subsection B. United States would respond by executing offensive operations to secure water and power supplies, destroying artillery and mortar emplacements, which threaten the base. Subsection C. Commence large-scale United States military operations. Section 3. A, quote, remember the Maine incident could be arranged in several forms. The USS Maine was a ship that blew up off the coast of Cuba in the late 1800s. A lot of people say the Cuban military blew it up. And then just as many people say, no, the United States military blew it up to get us involved in the in a war with Cuba, where Teddy Roosevelt went down there and spanked a heap of Cuban ass. A, we could blow up a U.S. ship in Guantanamo Bay and blame Cuba. Uh, let me consult my notes. Well, we can't blame... Hold on, hold on. Let me, like yeah, I said... But we can't blame the Cubans for the, the Maine. We have to blame the Spanish. Whatever. Potato, potato at this point. Well, no, because the Spanish were... That was a Spanish colony then. Whatever. They were still using Cubans to do it. They weren't fucking yeah, firing no. Spaniards off over to the island to be like, yeah, go kill these assholes. We'll use the natives. No, they were definitely using their their ships. So, okay, so, uh, like I said, uh, subsection A, we could blow up a, sh- a U.S. ship in Guantanamo Bay to blame Cuba. Uh, and according to my mini timeline I have here, uh, Janu- uh, I'm sorry, uh, August 2nd, 1964, we did a U.S. ship is blown up in the Gulf of Tonkin, huh. uh, attacked in the Gulf of Tonkin, which resulted in us getting into Vietnam. Because the Vietnamese blew up a ship with their, on their little dinghies. They, they sent out, you know, little dinghies. Yeah. And they were, they like, were out there hey. with their fucking rice launchers, yeah. and they blew up a ship. Yep. Um, so, okay, so Section 3, Subsection A, we can check that one off the list because we would do that one uh, two years later. We did. Okay. Subsection B, we could blow up a drone, quote, uh, in parentheses, unmanned vessel anywhere in the Cuban waters. We could arrange to cause such incidents in the vicinity of Havana and, or Santiago as a spectacular result of Cuban attack from the air or sea or both. The presence of Cuban planes or ships merely investigating the intent of the vessel could be fairly compelling evidence that the ship was taken under attack. The nearness to Havana or Santiago would add credibility, especially to those people that might have heard the blast or have seen the fires. The U.S. could follow up with air-slash-sea rescue operations covered by U.S. fighters to, quote, evacuate remaining members of the non-existent crew. Casualty lists in the U.S. newspapers would cause a helpful wave in national indignation. Uh, the USS Cole, a lot of people is what think happened there as well. They think that that whole attack was faked to get us involved with... Um, that was like pre-9-11. But that was another another allegedly fake attack to get us involved in a war we don't need to be in. Uh, because that was a fucking, uh, I can't remember if it was a destroyer class or if that was a carrier, but uh, a bunch of dudes in a goddamn fishing boat just paddled up to it and blew it up, like blew up next to it. Uh, hard, hard to believe that one. I'm pretty sure they would have been like, hey, fuck that particular guy. Get your rifle. He's close. Let's shoot him. <laughs> Unless it was dead of night. 
Which I think I'm it, pretty sure it happened in the middle of the day. Oh, I'm not sure. Okay, uh, but yeah. still, you got dudes on deck that would have been like, "Hey, there's a fucking boat." Yeah. Right there, they're not supposed to be right there, and it's right there. Maybe we should yell at these guys, I was or actually, better yet, shoot them. But I was also thinking there was a a plane, too, though. That was something in the there, there was, was uh, uh, I believe that was the Six Days War where we bombed a fucking Israeli ship to make it look like it was the pal- the uh, uh, Egyptians no, or no, something. No, no, there was a plane that uh, I thought I thought there was a plane incident or something. Like I mean, there's oh, been there, there was definitely a plane incident. Well, no, no, no. There's <laughs> been a lot of like plane uh. stuff, like uh, you know, like that have gone down because of different circumstances or something, but. No, okay. Never mind. I'm, I'm just trying to think. I thought there was something like that. But anyway, okay. Okay, so, so. S- section four, this starts to get a little bit interesting here. We could develop a communist Cuban terror campaign in the Miami area, in other Florida cities, and even in Washington. The terror campaign could be pointed at Cuban refugees seeking haven in the United States. We could sink a boatload of Cubans en route to Florida real or simulated uh-huh. we could foster attempts on lives of cuban refugees in the united states even to the extent of wounding and incident incidents to be widely publicized exploding a few plastic bombs in very carefully chosen spots the arrest of cuban agents and the release of prepared documents substantiating cuban involvement also would be helpful in projecting the idea of an irresponsible government mm. so that sounds a whole lot like what we did in Afghanistan, like 20 years after this, where we literally created a terrorist organization to fight the Russians. But the Mujahideen turned out to be not so bad. It was the Taliban that sucked. The Mujahideen are kind of like, eh, I, I get it. Well, you know? yeah, they, they were the uh, black whatever. And those motherfuckers tried to tried to warn us about September 11th, by the way. The... Just throwing that out there. Well, yeah, because they were was it the black black well, I don't know, black whatever. hand or some shit black like hand, that? Yeah. yeah, which is what they were. Um, that they were the you know because they were led by you know a certain guy, but Timothy they, Osmond, he was a CIA yeah, agent. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but I mean, this it almost sounds like what they did in um, a lot of uh, stuff with um, Vietnam. Yeah, <laughs> like a lot of uh, you know s- subterfuge and you know, hey, we're gonna make it like this we're gonna make it look like we're not doing something when we're totally doing something yeah we are so doing it subsection five a quote cuban-based castro supported filibuster could be simulated against a neighboring caribbean nation in parentheses in the vein of the 14th of june invasion of the dominican republic we know that castro is backing subvertive groups clandestinely against haiti the dominican republic guatemala nicaragua at present, and possibly others. Those efforts can be magnified and additional ones contrived for exposure. For example, advantage can be taken of the sensitivity of the Dominican Air Force to intrusion within their national airspace. Quote, Cuban, American, painted to look like Cuban, as that's, that's what that's code for, uh-huh. B-26s, or C-46 type crafts, which both, again, American craft, uh, type aircraft could... May, uh, could make cane burning raids at night. Soviet block incendiaries could be found. 
This could be coupled with, quote, Cuban messages to the communist underground in the Dominican Republic and, quote, Cuban shipments of arms, which would be found or intercepted on the beach. That sounds a whole lot like, quote, Mexican guns that were given to them by mm. the United States government during, quote, Operation Fast and Furious. Mm. Except we didn't bomb anybody there. We're just like, here, take all these guns and start fucking killing dudes. <laughs> so, yeah. Before we get to subsect, uh, before we get to section six, which is really interesting, this is where shit starts to uh, starts to pick up, and we start to see a couple other little similarities to some things here that would come out in the future. I think there's also another one, uh, the Ron Contra affair, something like that. There was something with Iran and some South American country. Maybe Nicaragua. I'm not real sure. Uh, the Contras, we sold them weapons. We maybe did. Who knows? I, uh, I Who know. really knows? I mean, then, Who really then, knows? You know. Who knows? Nobody knows. I don't know. It's never been discovered. Anyway, we're going to take a real quick break, and we'll be right back to finish up this fucking horror show of a uh, actual goddamn government document that you can find yourself online and read if you don't believe me. Okay, we are back. So, subsection... I'm sorry, not subsection, just regular section six... Use of MiG-type aircrafts by U.S. pilots, which... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So, whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So, download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, price line. Again, that's Russian equipment, yep. not ours. No. Uh, could provide additional provocation. Harassment of civil war, tax on sh- surface shipping, and destruction of U.S. military drone aircraft by MiG-type planes would be useful as complementary actions. <laughs> An F-86, properly painted, would convince air passengers that they saw a Cuban MiG especially if the pilot of the transport were to announce such fact. <laughs> hey, uh, uh, so everybody... Did you guys uh, see that? That was Meg. Just no, look- it wasn't. That was definitely Meg. You shut the fuck up. <laughs> everybody would please uh, avert your attention to uh, <laughs> the right side of the plane. If you look out at the right wing, you'll see what's definitely, definitely, in all caps... A MIG. A MIG. What's a MIG? It's a, you- it's a Russian... Plane. It's a Russian plane. It's a, a Cuban plane. It's a Cuban plane in this situation. You didn't see the guy? He had a goofy hat and a beard. He's definitely a Cuban. He was definitely a Cuban. No, it's not. <laughs> that is definitely the American. He had three boxes of cigars on the dash. He's a Cuban. <laughs> Sir, shut up. <laughs> the, the primary drawback to this suggestion uh, appears to be the security risk inherent in obtaining... And modifying an aircraft. No fucking way. Where the fuck are you going to come up with one of them without actually invading a goddamn country that has one? And we're not going to shoot it down ourselves. This isn't 1988. You can't just buy it from some Soviet general like you could a fucking hind after the after the Soviet Union some collapsed. Some black market bullshit. Which, goddamn, dude, If I, I wish to God sometimes I was around back then and had the money because I'd had a fucking hind. I love those things. And again. Only reason why you liked it because it Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, However, reasonable copies of the MiG could be produced from U.S. resources in about three months. 
Really? Down. So we can we can kind of semi reverse engineer one by looking at it uh-huh. and looking at what we have and going if we does if we if we were to take the wings off and angle yep. them differently or if we change the nose cone a little bit, it'll look enough like a mega to distance. It's like putting somebody in a real shitty disguise, but you know that the person that you're trying to trick is going to see him from, like, a football field away. Be like, oh, that's definitely him. That was definitely him. They did that on Trailer Park Boys. <laughs> oh, my god. Yeah. So, that's, again, just a shitty disguise, and you're like, mm, maybe. I think it was a MIG. It, it, looked like, it looked enough like a MIG that I think it probably was. You know, I mean. <laughs> Section 7. This is a big one. It's a very short one, but it's a very important one. Okay. Hijacking attempts against civil air and surface craft should appear to continue as harassing measures condoned by the uh, government of Cuba. Concurrently, genuine defections of Cuban civil and military air air and surface craft should be engaged. Section 8. It is possible to create an incident which will demonstrate convincingly that a Cuban aircraft has attacked and shot down a chartered civilian airliner en route from the United States to Jamaica, Guatemala, Panama, or Venezuela. The destruction would be chosen only to cause the flight plan or route to cross Cuba. So that's why we're selecting one of these countries, is so we can fly over Cuba mm-hmm. to make it look good. Mm-hmm. The passengers could be a group of college students off on a holiday or any group of persons with a common interest to support chartering a non-scheduled flight. Subsection A, an aircraft at Elgin Air Force Base would be painted and numbered as the as an exact duplicate for a civilian registered aircraft belonging to a CIA proprietary organization in the Miami area. At a designated time, the duplicate would be substituted for the actual civil aircraft and would be loaded with the selected passengers all boarded under carefully prepared uh, prepared aliases. The actual registra- uh, registered aircraft would be converted to a drone. So the plane that we're actually going to shoot down at some point will very, very quickly land at an Air Force base in Florida. The other plane that is painted to look directly like it, that is remote controlled, will take off immediately upon landing. We'll have everybody with fake aliases on this plane but there's actually nobody on the plane. And it's actually going to crash. It sure fucking is. Huh. Well, uh, there's this little... Uh, I'm going to get... Ba-ba-ba. We'll get there. What? <laughs> what? I think I know where you're going, buddy. Well, I don't know. Where are you going? I was going to go to this little field in Pennsylvania. Mm. <laughs> Save yourself, my friend. <laughs> oh. Oh. Yeah. Subsection B. Takeoff times of the drone aircraft and the actual aircraft will be scheduled to allow a rendezvous south of Florida. From the rendezvous point, the passenger uh, the passenger carrying aircraft will descend to minimum altitude and go directly into an auxiliary field at Elgin Air Force Base where arrangements will be made to evacuate the passengers and return the aircraft to its original status. The drone aircraft, meanwhile, will continue to fly the filed flight plan. When over Cuba... The drone will begin transmitting or uh, transmitting on international distress frequency a mayday message stating he is under attack by Cuban MiG aircraft. 
The transmission will be interrupted by destruction of the aircraft, which will be triggered by radio signal. This will allow ICAO radio, uh, uh, radio stations in the Western Hemisphere to tell the U.S. what has happened to the aircraft instead of the U.S. trying to sell the incident. <sighs> Section 9. It is possible to create an incident which will make it appear that communist Cuban MiGs have destroyed a United States Air Force aircraft over international waters in an unprovoked attack. Subsection A. Approximately four or five F-101 aircraft will be dispatched to tra uh, and trail from Homestead Air Force Base, Florida, to the vicinity of Cuba. Their mission will be to reverse course and, uh, and simulate Fakir aircraft for an air defense exercise in South Florida. These aircraft would conduct variations of these flights at frequent intervals. Crews would be briefed to remain at least 12 miles off the Cuban coast. However, they would be required to carry live ammunition in the event that hostile actions were taken by Cuban MiGs. So we have to have live ammo in case they actually attack us so that we can fight back and make it look good. Like we were attacked first. Well, of course. Oh boy. Like th this shit just keeps getting weirder and weirder. I mean, subsection B on one such flight, a pre-briefed pilot would fly tail end, uh, would fly tail end Charlie at considerable interval between aircraft. While nearing the Cuban, uh, well, near the Cuban island, the pilot would broadcast that he had been jumped by MiGs and was going down. No other calls would be made. The pilot would then fly directly west at extremely low altitude and land at a secure base on Elgin Auxiliary. The aircraft would be met by, uh, by proper people, quickly stored and given a new tail number. The pilot who performed the mission under an alias would resume his proper identity and return to his normal place of business. The pilot and aircraft would then dis would then have disappeared. So we're going to fake the death of a fucking Air, uh, Air Force pilot at this point, too. Subsection C. At precisely the same time that the aircraft was presumably shot down, a submarine or small surface craft would, dis uh, would disperse F1, uh, F-101 parts parachute, etc., at approximately 15 to 20 miles off the coast of Cuba and depart. The pilots returning to Homestead would have a true story as far as they knew. So this guy that they're going to fake shoot down is the only one in his flight wing that knows he's being fake shot down. <laughs> you imagine that? Be like, oh my fucking God. You get back, you're like, oh my God, dude, Bill's dead. I can't fucking believe this. We lost him. And you get back and he's just like sitting there like eating tacos. He's like, hey guys. He's in this fucking, he's in his silkies and sneakers, and he's like, what's going on? I I beat you back, I guess. You're fucking dead. No, no, I've been just sitting here drinking beer, man. I'm good. It's all good. You guys miss fucking margaritas and drank the whole pitcher. Uh, search ships and aircrafts could be, dis uh, could be dispatched and parts of an aircraft found. Okay, so we're on our final page here. Facts bearing on the problem. One, the Joint Chiefs of Staff have previously stated that U.S. unilateral military intervention in Cuba can be undertaken in the event that the Cuban regime commits hostile acts against U.S. forces or property, which would serve as an incident upon which to base overt intervention. Two, the need for positive action in the event that 
that current covert affairs to foster an international Cuban re- rebellion are unsuccessful was indicated by the Joint Chiefs of Staff, 7th March 1962, as follows. Quote, the determination that a credible internal revolt is impossible of, of obtaining during the next nine to ten months will require a decision by the United States to develop a Cuban, quote, provocation as justification for positive U.S. military action. Section 3. It is understood that the Department of State also is preparing suggested courses of action to develop justification for U.S. military intervention in Cuba. So, with that being said, that's the end of the document. What do you make of that? Uh, yeah does does it make you think that like maybe all these crazy people that come up with all these crazy conspiracies aren't necessarily all that crazy after all maybe they just read through history stuff a little bit because this 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 opened my eyes a little bit more than i expected it to or i'm like yeah i've heard alex jones fucking you know screaming at the top of his lungs about operation northwoods and then i looked at it and went He's not necessarily wrong. He's not. <laughs> you know, he he may be a crazy asshole, if people, but he's not wrong. <laughs> like I always say, if people actually look at what we've done. Yeah. We've done some atrocious stuff to other countries. good fucking people. We're not saints. No. Have we done other good things in, in, in like intervention to help people? Yes. yes. World War II is a prime example of that. Without us during World War II, that would have ended very, very differently. Yes. I'm not saying we, we get all the credit for it, but we did a lot to help during World War II. The I mean, Russians kicked some serious ass. The Brits and French, believe it or not, kicked a, the French kicked some ass in the beginning. Like they held their own for a little bit yeah. until they're like, our fucking tanks are dog shit. Yeah. And this guy with a tiny mustache is just rolling over us. The Brits were fucking fantastic during World War II. They held their tiny little country from... They sure fucking did. You know. They held their tiny little country, and then they're like, hey, also, fuck you, we're coming to France. Yeah. I mean... Which, by the way, Pegasus Bridge, we have, have to, have to cover. But, uh... Oh, goddamn. But, I mean... But, you know, when you were talking about the airplane and everything else... It kind of stopped me, and I was like, okay. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> my, my tiffle hat came on. Yeah. And, you know. It, it's, I it's... saw you pull it out of your hat and snap it into shape. Like, <laughs> yep. Flick of the rest. <laughs> Tin foil. I'm, I'm a card-carrying member, okay? <laughs> you haven't gotten your cape yet. No. But you got the well, hat still. <laughs> well, listen. I might be there. I haven't gotten to the right Patreon tier to get my cape. No. no <laughs> definitely not. But, I mean, there's, you know, there's things and stuff with... uh. That there's a possibility that a certain airplane, I know, get probably shit from people from it, but you know, there's stuff out there that says a certain airplane during 9 11 didn't actually go down. Or it did, but there was nobody on it. Yeah. And people, it's sitting in a it's sitting in a hangar somewhere. See, the, the, that's wh- been possibly dismantled already, and it's been dispersed somewhere. Um, but there was actually no one on it. Right. So with this whole document, we've, we've shown precedent for the fact that they would potentially use a remote controlled aircraft to crash, to gain sympathy from the rest of the country, 
to get involved with stuff. Mm -hmm. We've shown precedent that they will plant evidence of a crashed airplane to make it look like a bunch of people died or a single guy was killed and was shot down by Cuban Air Force. Yeah. So as much as like the the, the 9-11 conspiracies, you can take them as you will. That's fine. If you if you believe any of them, that's fine. If you don't, that's fine, too. Just look at the fact that there is precedent through history mm-hmm. over the last 50 years, 60 years, whatever, that there's there's a potential that we could have done something like this. Yeah. If we were thinking about doing this shit in the 60s to invade Cuba for communism, there's a very good chance that we could have done this shit in the early 2000s to invade Afghanistan for oil and heroin. Yeah, well, it's, it's, like, it's like people, <laughs> you, know? you know, I mean... We had to have a, a bunch of stage things happen. Yes. You know, we did, yes, have to have airplanes fly into the World Trade Center. Did happen. Which, even even if you if you think that that whole thing is, if you fall into the camp of 9-11 was an inside job, cool. If you don't, you have to know for a fact, because they have released it that the United States government had prior knowledge of a potential terrorist attack and did not take action in time uh-huh. to prevent it. Yeah. It is not the first time that's happened. Yeah. They had noticed that they had a, a, a potential threat on the USS Cole. Did nothing to prevent that. Mm-hmm. They ha- The British government had previous knowledge of a potential attack on the subway system. It happened. Yeah. It, you know, and... We hit, the United States government had previous knowledge that there was a potential attack that would happen on a naval base in Hawaii in the 1940s. And it happened mm-hmm. because either they didn't take it seriously or they didn't act fast enough. Exactly. So whether you want to completely blame them for it or look at it and go, they had knowledge of something potentially happening and did nothing. Either way that you have... You have justification in your thoughts. You can't just look at these people and go, oh, these guys are fucking crazy. They, they, they think all this shit was fake. Look what we just talked about. We have knowledge that we would fake things to get involved in shit that we don't need to be involved in. And we did fake things to get involved in things that we didn't sh- shouldn't have been involved in. Yeah. You know, like Vietnam. Yes, we we're going to get to that here in a second. Like, I don't have a lot left, but we're, we're going to talk about that. Like, you know, I mean... So with all of this shit that we just went through, keep in mind, this document in its full form hit JFK's desk. He read through it and went, that's a bad idea. He shot the whole thing down in the first quarter of nineteen of uh, 1963. Yeah. So shortly after this was typed up and everybody went over it, it got handed to him. He tossed it on his blotter, read it, and was like, eh, I don't like this. This seems a little, seems a little skeevy. I don't think we want to do this. Uh, JFK was killed November 22nd, 1963. A lot of people think that his death had something to do with the whole bullshit of what we were trying to get ourselves involved with, with Cuba and potentially Russia. Our old buddy, Lyndon Butthole Johnson takes over as president the same day. Lee yeah. Harvey Oswald, the guy who allegedly killed him, same day dead. is killed the 24th, the f- two days two later. Days. Oh, sorry. Okay. Jack Ruby, the guy who killed him, died, quote, of cancer in 1964. 
January 3rd of 1964 to be specific. So less than three months later, the guy that killed the guy that killed the president is also dead. Mm -hmm. This is... Yeah. It's systematic butt covering. You can't tell sto- you can't tell secrets if you're all fucking dead. Exactly. There, there, there's an old Norse saying that goes with that: a secret can be kept between two people if one of them is dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let's let's kind of keep going from there. Uh, the USS Maddox was attacked by an NVA torpedo ship August second of 1964 in the Gulf of Tonkin. Yeah, right. That would pull uh-huh. us directly into the Vietnam conflict, where, in my opinion, 58,000-plus young Americans lost their lives in the jungles and swamps of Vietnam, and nearly four – this is the number a lot of people don't don't look at – like, over four million Vietnamese people, including civilians. That includes your NVA, your uh, – uh, so you have your, your NVA – the South Korean army, uh, South Vietnamese army, uh-huh. uh, your Viet Cong civilians, over 4 million people died during the Vietnam war. Yep. A pointless war that we didn't need to be involved in, but we were to stop the inevitable spread of communism for a term that you like to use so much area of influence. Yes. It's a, it's just a, it's a thing that, you know, we keep going into. Yep. That is why it's – some people might not we, like we, to hear the term, might not like to hear it, but that is sort of the reason why we got into Iraq. It's definitely the reason we got into Iraq. That and they have a lot of oil. Yeah. Area of influence yeah. because we have influence in the areas. And did you notice that the, the whole heroin epidemic didn't really pick up until after 2001 when we invaded Afghanistan? There's a reason for that because the largest poppy fields in the world, which poppy plants are processed down into heroin and opium, uh-huh. are in fucking Afghanistan. Yep. Ta-da! Yeah. There's there is United States soldiers that have gone on record that have said I was told by my direct superiors I am here to protect poppy fields. I am not supposed to be doing anything else. This is my job. Yeah. I am here to protect these plants because we are exporting them for all these other pharmaceutical countries uh, companies where you get into the pharmaceuticals and then that's where you can get hooked on pain pills, mm-hmm. painkillers, shit like that which is very expensive. Yes. Which gives you the same shit a lot of the time that heroin will. Yes. It's a slippery fucking slope. I know a lot of people that have gone down that road, and I know a few people that have not come back from that road that have died from heroin overdoses because they were prescribed prescri- uh, prescription pain pills. And it's directly because we had to go here to protect this shit. Mm-hmm. If we were going there with a noble cause to protect, like, and oppressed people like we did during World War II. We went into World War II once we realized that our allies were getting the living shit kicked out of them. And then we found the camps. No, we're like, we went in there because this bad man right. sent people over and blew up. Well, flew planes into two of our towers of our of our of our buildings oh, I, was, I was i was sticking with the world war ii thing for a second there like once yeah, but... once once the camps were found we we're like no 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 
this shit ends now. We're going to well, find more of these, and we're going to kill the fucking people responsible for it. Uh, they, we had known about some of the camps yeah. previous to some of the other stuff. I don't, think, I don't think the intelligence that was given out to other people was to the extent of exactly what the camps were. They thought they were potentially just prison camps. They, I don't think that they realized when they first got the stuff that these were camps where people were being executed yeah, but in we mass. Didn't, we didn't really – we didn't get information about the uh, of the camps until, like, much later on. Right. When we were already involved. Yes. And then we saw these yeah, things. And from and there, like, yeah. it was like, no, fuck this. Yeah. I mean, but at the same – you know, like I said, uh, you know – we get involved in things because, you know, of different situations. You know, our cover story was that, well, we want to get involved because this this bad man sent people to, to fly into two plane, fly two planes into a building. Oh, and then they were going to take another one and fly it somewhere else. But then our brave Americans, people, uh, citizens, took it down. Right. And then um, we also then they then there was but there's another plane that flew into um, the Pentagon, the Pentagon, which is actually that's kind of physically impossible. It wasn't necessarily the target. I think the initial target was supposed to have been the White House. Well, the one you, that flew into into the Pentagon, Pentagon was the White House. Yes, which probably would have going to hit it. Right, would have hit it if, but it got taken down. Here's another whether, now whether you believe it or not. I mean, there's some conspiracy theories on the on the Pentagon where it actually wasn't a plane. This was another incident of where it was. Um, we're going to do a little smoke show and make you think it was, yeah. but it actually what really was was it was a missile. Now here here's a prime example of a place that we went with noble intentions and got our fucking asses handed to us for it. When U.S. forces went into Somalia, we went there with good intentions and paid a fucking price for it uh-huh. because, again, really don't. That's the, that's the problem when you're the invading force and in every goddamn conflict you get involved in is you think you're going to go in there with your fancy equipment and your nice stuff and you're going to fucking wipe these dudes out when you don't realize these people know the area better than you. It doesn't matter if they're out there with fucking slingshots and switchblades. They will just they will they will cause damage. They may not win the war, but they're going to make you pay for it. Well, I mean, for the most part, we did kind of. I mean, we didn't lose thousands and thousands of no, people. No, but we lost guys that didn't need to die. Yeah, you know. I mean, yeah. That's what happens when a you know a warlord just kind of is like, hey, he's having a bad fucking day. You know, we're gonna we're gonna fucking you know take this guy. We're gonna we're gonna do have this happen, and we're gonna have it happen today, and and we're gonna fuck a lot of people up. Yep. Um, but you know, at the same time, you know, I mean, I don't know. A lot of times, I don't know. My feeling is always, you know what? Fuck everyone else. Bring ourselves home. Get get here. Only only we should only go away if it's a cause that needs to be fought. Yes. Not a cause that's hey, these motherfuckers have been fighting against each other for so goddamn long. Whatever. Right. You know, if it's if it's huge mass genocide, all right, fine. 
You know what? Right. And then the places where we should get involved, we don't necessarily as much as we should have. Like Rwanda in the 80s and 90s, when people yeah. were being like just executed like in football fields, they were literally killing thousands of people a day. We could have potentially stepped in there and done something and made a made a difference and saved some people. Yeah. But we let it happen. Yeah. Same thing with the fucking Congo. Same thing with basically everywhere in Africa where there is warlords that will kidnap. There was just one uh, recently. Uh, an entire school in Nigeria. Armed men went in and kidnapped 65 children. And those kids are all going to, they're all dead. I guarantee you those kids are already all dead. Who did anything about it? No one. Fucking nobody. Because nobody gives a shit because there's nothing in Africa that we need. No. Other than the lithium for our fucking electric cars, mm-hmm. which nobody bats a fucking eyelash at that when you have six and eight year old kids out in goddamn lithium mines dying, digging up shit so that you can feel better about yourself for not hurting the fucking environment. Mm-hmm. Like a certain guy that we took out uh, not too long ago named uh, Gaddafi. Um, he uh, he fucking like had that country rolling. He did. Like he was, don't get me wrong. He was a piece of shit, but at the same time, he wasn't as bad as some other people that we have allowed to live. Well, like there was one guy that we allowed to live that for a long time. And there was a reason why, you know, who Saddam. Yeah. 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 Because we needed him. Well, there's a reason he was a useful idiot. Yeah. I mean, he was, the buffer zone. Yes. You know, we had to go in, smack him around a few times. Uh, I don't know the whole, I mean, it kind of a little bit suspicious of why we took him out the final time. We took him out to get revenge for daddy. Cause daddy didn't get him the first time. No, that's exactly what it was. I don't think daddy wanted to get him. I don't know. You could make the same argument where Bill Clinton more than once had fucking Osama bin Laden handed to him on a silver platter and it went, nah, we'll leave him. He's fine. That you worked know, out well. I mean, Thanks. the thing is, is, you know, when you take out one head, you know, it's like a Hydra. Take out one head. You have Very another, true. You have another head that comes up. Well, okay. You took out Taliban. You took out Saddam Hussein. Then we had to make ISIS. Well, <laughs> ISIS comes along. And my big, my big bitch with those guys, not like aside from the atrocious shit that they do with everybody, they are destroying historical. international historical sites. Yeah, because it doesn't fall under their brand of Islam, which is disgusting. Which is no brand of Islam because they don't care who right. you are. They no. don't care if you're Shiite or they, Sunni. They are, it's going to sound really weird. They are like the atheist branch of Islam. Where it's like, we really don't give a fuck about any God, whichever way you look at it. We want to kill people and we want money. Yeah. It's it's atheistic Islam. But they think that, but there's also theory that with that, what they're doing, um, there's a little bit of a backing thing. Oh, we're backing them 100%. We have been. You know, so... There, there's a reason that they were in Syria and we were like, oh, hey, these guys are the good guys. The Syrian government's the bad guys, even though the guy, the president in Syria is like, we didn't fucking do anything. Yeah. The fuck? Same with Iran. Like, I don't like the guy. He's most likely a giant piece of shit. But we sent guys in there to fucking stir the pot. Just kept feeding him in. 
trying to fucking cause some shit. It's the same shit we just talked about. Send internal forces in to mm -hmm. cause riots and cause all this bullshit. Mm -hmm. And then we can attack them because they'll attack us because they think that we did it, even though we did it. Yeah. Then we can attack them for it back. It's a way to get us in there. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's if, if fucking you, gross. You know, Vietnam, we got in there because, well, we blew up a ship. Yeah, we sure did. <laughs> and we said, no, they did it. You know, I mean. I mean, honestly, if if I were the president, if I were the president and I was going to start, like, politically murdering people for the betterment of the entire species, I would go to Mexico and I'd say, find everybody that's in charge of a cartel, find everybody that works for them and kill all of them. Kill them fucking all. All of them. Every last one of them. Want to know why? Because those guys are not only bringing in fucking drugs and shit to not just the United States, but all kinds of different countries that are killing people all the goddamn time. They're also actively hunting civilians for no fucking reason other than because, hey, we got a fancy truck with a gun on it. Let's go shoot people. They've, tur they've turned the northern part of Mexico into a war zone for their own fucking fun. Start there. Well, I mean, fuck. Me Mexico doesn't, you know, provide any... Uh... The Mexican government doesn't like them either, but they're afraid of them because they are outgunned by them. Yeah. I mean, that'd be the equivalent of every fucking street gang in the United States just being like, hey... So we're going to just like group up now and fuck everybody else. Actually, honestly, the scarier one to me would be if every fucking like one percenter motorcycle club did that. That's fucking bad news. <laughs> I, I mean, because those dudes are all fucking ex-military. <laughs> like 80 percent of them are ex-military and they know what the fuck they're doing. Hey, are you fucking I moved my mic a little bit, yeah. Yeah, you're okay. I can hear it. But anyway, so now that we've uh, we've bitched about the geopolitical situation from 1962 to uh, 2021 for the last two hours, uh, yeah, I mean, this episode was kind of a downer at the end, uh, honestly, because we we got we got real. <laughs> I don't like getting real on the show. Getting reels for car rides. Well, I mean, but yeah, but the thing is, is you know, it kind of. Uh, I don't know. We we're letting our hair down a little bit. Yeah. To the you know, and, and I mean, I can't directly say that a lot of this stuff was because of whatever, but I mean, you can also say that, you know. Right, you can't say it's directly caused by it, but there is for sure a pattern of activity there that you could you can look at it and go, I'm not crazy if I see this, right? Like if I can look at this and then I can look at this and they're both close, it's like, you know, like, so this is a Peking duck, but this is another different kind of duck. They're both ducks. They yeah. look alike, but one's a little bit different. You yeah. Know. I mean, it's just all a matter of, uh, it's kind of like, know, like right it, church, wrong pew thing. A lot of shit that, you know, yeah. you can, if you, if you want to link things together, if you try hard enough, you can get anything to fit together. It wasn't so long ago that you and I were, you know, fucking seeing things you know a little more clear you know and we were you know i mean yeah we were listening to a guy named alex jones you don't have to what? you don't have to say a guy named alex jones everybody knows who alex jones is. well alex jones is i mean he's fucking 
he's a little bit nutty, but guess what? A lot of his shit he talks about is fucking spot on. Right. A, a lot of people will will point at the Sandy Hook thing where, yeah, that was a really fucking stupid thing to say. It really was. I'm not going to defend that. A lot of the other shit that he said, it makes him sound insane. But then if you look at the sources and look at what actually happened, you're like, he's not wrong. He's crazy, but he's not David Icke crazy. David Icke is a special kind of crazy. And he's the guy that, you know, whenever I reference the royal family being lizards, it's because of David Icke. Because it's fucking hilarious to me to think that the Queen of England is actually a goddamn iguana in an old lady suit. (laughs) As I say, you know, if, if. If there are aliens, and there are probably, I know there, there have, is. Statistically, there, there, there are. There is. Let's be real. The, if they're, uh, they're actually coming here, they're looking at this fucking world and going, what the fuck? They're driving by. It's, it's, it's the fucking. Um, no, no, don't stop there. It's, it's the Chevy Chase <laughs> thing. And they're driving by, and they just hear something like, roll them up. <laughs> yeah. Just keep fucking going. Oh, going past Earth. Uh, piece of shit. All right. We're going to get fucking carjacked. We need to keep rolling. <laughs> this planet is fucked. Yeah. yeah. Oh, shit. We're out of fuel. Oh, do we have to stop? Yes. So what I really want to do at some point is I want to find somebody who wholeheartedly believes that the Earth is flat and bring them on here and just berate them for like an hour oh and a half. Oh, my gosh. No, please. Oh, man. It'd be so much fun. Yeah. Be like, make your point. Okay, well, here's the thing. You're fucking stupid. Yeah. But 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 no 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 no. Listen listen, I'm gonna I'm gonna make my argument here. I just listened to you talk for 20 minutes. You're fucking dumb. Every other planet in the solar system is round, but this one is flat with an ice wall around the outside of it to keep us from falling off. That's something that a fucking child thinks of. Did you think, are you back like 1400 and before? Yeah, like, did you have a fucking aneurysm and wake up in like 1390? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> you must have. Are you a fucking time traveler? Did you come here from then? Yeah. But hey, I, I, I you know what? I'd like to, I'm going to throw it out to the people. I want to hear what you guys think. I really honestly do. I don't want anybody to sit on the fucking sidelines anymore. I want to hear about it. I want you guys to say, hey, you guys are point. a bunch of morons. And. You guys just don't know what the hell you're talking about. You know, I mean, but my thing with that, I, is, I would love to have a good conversation. Right. About it. My thing with that is, is don't do the whole thing that everybody does now when you disagree with somebody's politics, where you just go, you're, 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 you're a so-and-so you're a, whatever it is. Yeah. You're and, an idiot. And because leave it there. You don't believe because they in... just leave it there. Make it, make your point. Tell me why I'm stupid. Yeah. Tell me why I'm wrong about this shit. And I want to know that causes a conversation and it helps Everybody learned something. But remember, you better be able to back it up. Exactly. And prove it. Exactly. But, yeah. So this is Fuck, a Fuck, dude. This was a... Uh, this is going to hurt to edit. Yeah. Two and a half hours. Uh, we're going to have to probably edit a lot of it out. Oh, yeah. We, we could put out a bonus episode of yeah. us just being fucking maybe chuckle we, fucks. Maybe that's what we should do. I think it's going to happen. Yeah. yeah. And so. that, that'll be the one where people are like, and unsubscribe. Yeah. <laughs> Try it once. I'll put out again. a disclaimer and be like, listen, this is us. Just talking. Yeah. Like, this isn't the show. This is just us talking. Uh-huh. The way that we would talk while we're talking to each other on a road trip. I think so. 
I think basically, I think that last bit, you know, that's how this whole fucking bullshit thing started. Was like, hey, but if we you know, put microphones in, be just like we we're talking in the car. <laughs> Except then we're like, but now there's more research. We can't just talk out of our asses because we have to back it up with facts. Yes. Unlike yes. everybody else that has ever spoken in the last two years in uh-huh. this country where they just throw shit at the wall to see what sticks. And they're still doing it. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, this, this was this was a, <sighs> uh, this was kind of a, a you know, what we'll to cut a lot of this out to right. get to this part. I, I want to, like. I, yeah, I thought this was a pretty good. Uh, we're going to have three episodes this week. <laughs> I thought this was a pretty good. um you know, uh, pretty good thing. You know, yeah, I, mean, I thought this was—I thought this was kind of interesting. Where, you know, you kind of we kind of kind of a downer at the end, but yeah. You know. Well, I mean, but no, 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 no. We kind of we kind of comes back around. Yeah, you know, to different things and. But it's like when it, when it comes you, back hey, around you know? and you see it all and you're like, oh, this is gross. Yeah, we're kind of like, <laughs> we're kind of you know, some of the people in, the, in this country are assholes, you know, and we're filled with assholes. some of the people in all the countries are assholes. Yeah. I mean. But to think that, you know, we were actually going to do something like this to, you know, to a nation and just because fuck them, they, you know, they kicked us out. <laughs> it's like, what? what's the last country you think of when you think giant asshole? Belgium. Switzerland. Well, yeah, yeah, top two, but like potentially the world's biggest asshole was Belgian. Well, yeah. I mean, he's, he's, he's easily like top five like he, he's gonna make it into your final four bracket of, of oh, he, oh shit we got to do that we got to print out a bracket and set up an asshole bracket okay oh shit we're gonna do a, an asshole bracket okay because i i've got a feeling we'll have different people on, on, for some of our choices so we're gonna have to come up okay so we're, we're gonna have to come up with uh we'll have to come up with some names and we'll do that we'll have to we'll fuck have to, yeah dude we're gonna have to do that we're gonna have to figure we can print out, out a, a blank bracket it, that ain't nothing yeah we'll have to put it in and we'll, to, we'll put it on and we'll see who you know oh yeah yeah okay well, well, well we're doing that just uh keep talking everybody so anyway so yeah so uh with that said uh so if you want to have a pair of headphones you know your earbuds or bluetooth speaker you know because you don't want people to, if you don't want people to hear what you want to you know what we're talking about or other people are talking about and you want to keep it to yourself because you're like, oh man, people might look at me weird for listening. You ain't to gonna want like to listen that. to some of the shit on the bus. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you know, go over to studio.com, check them out. They got you know, said to the Bluetooth speakers, which you know, you or if you don't really care about what people hear, you know, blast the shit out. They have a really good Bluetooth speaker. It's uh, it's I mean, thing works freaking fantastic. Kevin oh, it's, has it's it. badass. It's what I use to edit. Yeah. Um, I've got a, a pair of uh, Logitech, like, USB, like, speakers that I use for some stuff. When I need, like, crystal clear to know when I've made some kind of a odd throat noise that I yeah. catch constantly, I use that one. Yeah. Because it's fucking... Or if you, you know, like, if you... Immaculate. Like I said, you know, don't want anybody to hear it. They got two different types of headphones over the ear, which is the Clark. And then just over the uh, uh and then the the um Ets, which are noise canceling earbuds, and Tove and and this and that. I mean, they have a lot of them. Um, go check them out, and get fifteen percent off by putting the promo code of Dark Windows fifteen in to get you know, like I said, fifteen percent off. Because I mean, why the hell not? Save money. And also, you can go over to a little place uh, called darkwindowspod.com, where you can find all of our social media, which is our Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, where you can go check us out there. It's not our personal social media. It's the show. 
Because you guys shows. don't care about us. I don't yeah. care about us. I care about the oh, show. I meant the shows. This thing is this thing is our our love child. And um, we scrape together between a sock between the two of us. It is. That's disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> but also, you can uh, find a link to our Age of Radio page, where you can find your next favorite podcast. Yes, where you can find you can listen to our podcast on there. Or which is can, not your next favorite. It's your potentially next. previous favorite because More, after this, like we're gonna lose some people. But it that's could okay. be. Or you can we'll find keep, your we'll next keep the favorite, strong like ones. Kevin said. You know, you can. We have true crime. We have, um, pretty much almost if you can think of think of it, we have it on there. Just go check them out. You'll find something. Uh, and no, let let me ask you, how many assholes do we want on our bracket? <laughs> uh, what do you think is good enough? 20? Oh, I I can, I can get up to a thirty six team a thirty six asshole bracket, but that's a lot of assholes. Like. That's like deep diving on some assholes. So let's see if we. So six, I think I think like a, a, a ten asshole bracket would be okay. A ten asshole. Our top ten assholes, yeah. Oh, but that, does that work? This doesn't work out equally though. Yeah, it does. Two. Somebody gets four, a buy. Six, eight, ten. Yeah, no, it works out equally. Yeah, or somebody gets a buy. You're like, oh no, you're like a super piece of shit. No, because that works out equally. Two, four, six, eight, ten. Yeah, that works equally. Yeah. So anyway, yeah. So anyway, with that said, just because you can't see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. Uh, Bye-bye. Good night.